Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. So, Denton, um, this dude, Michael... Uh, tweeted me early in the Wisconsin-Nebraska game last night going, this is what he said, my first college basketball bet of the year. Thanks a lot, Kev. Uh, I gave out yesterday Nebraska plus the short number at home against Wisconsin last night. Wisconsin was number six in the country. Nebraska had just lost to Maryland by 22 uh, and they were only a one-and-a-half-point underdog at home. By the way, they went off as a one-and-a-half-point favorite. And they were down 27-8 to eight. 10 minutes into the game. I texted you and I said, oops, this one's wrong. They came back and they won the game in overtime by eight. Easy cover. Never in doubt. Uh, thank you, Michael, for having faith in me. Look, I felt the same way. Uh, I didn't see your tweet until this morning. 
Um, but it was clearly in that live moment of when they were getting their ass kicked, and I thought it was a loser too. Uh, but it wasn't. Good basketball game last night. God, Nebraska's got a great home court advantage. Ben's with us. Uh, he's just listening to this conversation. He would have had Nebraska had I told him last night. Uh, Nebraska is interesting because it's it's this small little town of Lincoln. It's not super small, but comparatively. Omaha is the big city in the state of Nebraska. It's a big – obviously, it's a massive football school – they sell out every single basketball game every year, regardless of whether or not they are good, which they are usually not. That is the definition of what else are you going to do in Lincoln, Nebraska on a Thursday night in early February? It's impressive, though, those schools in those areas that just sell out every game. Didn't they have like 75000 for a, 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 an outdoor women's uh, volleyball game this year, Denton? Yeah, they did. It was awesome. Awesome. Have you ever been to Lincoln, Ben? Uh, flown over Help. it, but that's about as close. Uh, but, but, you're, but you're right. Like the, I think it's like that, you know, because obviously the, the football team was just you know, incredibly dominant for many, many, many years. And now that's kind of faded, but it's like the, the, the belief, the, the desire to root for the team has just been passed down by generations that they got to find other ways to do it. And like, yeah, the volleyball thing. I mean, I, I've always thought that volleyball as a sport should be bigger than it is, but I thought it would be bigger in like California, <laughs> not, not Nebraska. Right. And yet, they have got this passion for this thing. They they yeah literally live and die with whatever Nebraska is selling them. Yeah, I, I mean, I I just wonder what it would be like to live in a place like Lincoln in as you described flyover country, um, where everything. I know that that Omaha there are a lot of cheat like they're Kansas City fans primarily. I think more than Denver fans. I think that's true. We have a caller, um, our guy from. Uh, Jason from Omaha, right? Jason from Omaha? Jason, right? I think it's Jason. Yes, it's Jason. Uh, Jason's great, and he calls us all the time. And um, I think they're Chiefs fans there. And Omaha's not that far away from Lincoln, but it's impressive. That place was on fire last night. Anyway, uh, winner. Uh, I'll take it. Didn't think it was going to happen. Ben's with us. Uh, Ben has been in Mobile. He is back. Uh, ben got very little work done on, you know, assessing college talent because the coach search was going on and there was a lot of work for him to do with regard to that. So let's just start there. Uh, it's Dan Quinn. Now that we know it, what do you think? Yeah, it's so it, it's funny to like try to think about the Dan Quinn hire without just on itself. Because everything else that was happening clouded the situation, right? You know what? What the Ben Johnson deal? Why? Why didn't they get Mike McDonald? Um, and then you're like, oh, Dan Quinn. Um, you know, again, if you go back a month ago, right before, right as the season was ending, and you put together a go, go look at the list that I put together of co- coaching candidates, or go look at almost anybody else's list of coaching candidates, and assuming that they were listed in some sort of an order. You know, Dan Quinn's name was listed right there, you know, behind Ben Johnson. I'll give you that. But it was right there. You know, Jim Harbaugh. He was on every list. He was on every single list. A lot of our fans think that he, 
He wasn't even a candidate. Like, where did he come from? Every single list that you pulled up during the course of the season on head coaching candidates for 2024 had Dan Quinn on it, and usually near the top. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. And, um, yeah, look, I mean, it's it's just, you know, he, he it's not the sexy hire. It's not, he's not, you know, nobody's going to confuse him with being the next Sean McVay or anything like that. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of reasons to, to like him. And I also think that, you know, the, um, you know, we'll never know what, you know, what, what could have happened if Ben Johnson had, you know, stayed, um, you know, had been ultimately interested in coming to Washington. Should they have made him the offer? Maybe they would have if he had accepted that meeting, uh, but maybe they wouldn't have because there definitely is a lot more um, questions coming out about Ben Johnson now that not just because he turned down the meeting, but because um, what it says about him that, that he turned down the meeting and for what was the reason. Um, and Dan Quinn's just a pretty, you know, straight shooting, steady guy that everybody who, you know, it's not like I've talked to every one of his former players, but the ones I have, you know, praise him the people who've been who worked with him at, uh now or, or previously the, the the same and you know i i see the people making the ron rivera comparisons and it is kind of funny you know the former nfc uh south head coach who made a super bowl who's known for this culture building whose career record is essentially 500 uh, I, I that is all true but the difference is that um you know, Ron Rivera said that you know, he told us at the end that he felt he was more of a manager than a coach. I I uh, I think he's right in that regard, but I don't think it's like by it was. I think it's just sort of the nature of who he is. I think Dan Quinn is really a lot more involved in the process of the building, the 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 culture, the the, the teaching. I, you know, we'll see what he does with his coordinators and, and what that looks like. But you know, the enthusiasm that he that he brings apparently. Is uh, is real and sincere, and not just um, sort of perfunctory, or or not just sort of for for a camera or or what have you. So I don't know. We'll see. I, look, I, I I'm of the opinion that unless somebody made such an outrageously bad hire, like the Zorn thing, the process right was just insane from the start. That you hire this guy as an OC, and then because you can't figure anything out, you make him the head coach, even though he didn't seem to have qualifications for that. This isn't that on any level. This is like a legitimately fine hire, and now we'll get to watch it up close. We'll see. And also, and I know you pointed this out the other day, the other big difference is he's only coaching, that he's not in charge of personnel. He's not in charge of anything except the coaching. If crazy things happen like they did in 2020, other people will be dealing with it. He's only focusing on the football. And, um, you know, also, I don't know, I'm rambling here, we all talked about the commanders, right? That, that this was like, you know, Oh, come on. Ron's is bringing together, bringing over everybody he's ever had dinner with is going to be hired here. The difference is that Adam Peters exists and Adam Peters is a check on the entire situation. And so is the ownership, right? But I mean, like there's somebody there who doesn't have ties to Dan Quinn, everybody before the Rivera from the coaching staff to the front office was somewhat obligated to Ron Rivera. They were there because of him. And I think there was just that lack of uh, pushback. You know, I'm sure they had just basic disagreements, but there was a lack of pushback because Ron Rivera was the one 
in charge of all. That's not the case here. Dan Quinn was hired to do the job. He wasn't hired. He wasn't hired to do all the jobs. So Look, I don't know. I, I th- I'm not considering. Everything, okay. everything you said is 100% true, but, but, and maybe you were about to get to it, but the number one factor that makes this totally different is that Ron went to work in a Dan Snyder-owned organization. Dan Quinn isn't. No coach had a chance to succeed in a Dan Snyder-run organization. Dan Quinn is coming to work for what we know so far is a more functional organization with structure and, as you pointed out, a general manager to whom he will report. I mean, they will work in a collaborative fashion, and I think the aligned vision and the collaboration and the 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 idea that both of them feel like they can really work with one another very well is a big reason why Dan Quinn is the head coach. Um, there are other reasons too, but overall, it's like you know you can't judge anybody that's hired by this new no, new ownership group as compared to the old ownership group. Um, Ben Standig is joining us, at Ben Standig on Twitter. Read him at The Athletic. Listen to his podcast, Standing Room Only. Uh, Diana Rossini, uh, our friend who works for The Athletic, suggested yesterday that Washington was interested in Bill Belichick, uh, that some in the organization uh, were, were interested in Bill Belichick. So your thoughts on that, because I think at the beginning of this process, most of the reporting, not just locally, but you know, everywhere else was Bill Belichick is not somebody Washington's interested in. Yeah. I mean, look, obviously I don't know who, who her sources are and things along those lines. I guess I would just say there's two ways to look at it. If, the, if, if you look at something that says, the, the commanders considered Bill Belichick. Uh, sure, of course they did. They considered everybody. Anybody who was a potential option, meaning they have coached a football game, you have to consider, especially when that person has seven rings, right? Um, but do if I re- to read that line and think the commanders considered Bill Belichick as if he was like anywhere near a finalist, I just find that hard to believe. It doesn't make any sense on any level that they would. And I didn't, I was, you know, what I was told a month ago was when when everybody was, you know, when, when that was the dominant sense that the odds, the the quote unquote odds makers were saying Bill Belichick is like the favorite to come to Washington or whatever. uh, Like that was all bonkers. I don't care if you have a source or not. Bill Belichick made no sense to come here. He is a short term play, um, you know, because he's looking to get to break the record for, for the most wins, or even if it's not that, even if it's not so self-interested, um, you know, he's a you know, much, much older guy. The commanders are not, A, they're not built to win immediately, and B, they're looking to make a long-term play. Josh Harris surely is not looking to hire somebody that he thinks in three or four years i got to replace. I mean, assuming that it's, you know, uh, good on any level. So, uh, no, I don't, I don't buy that Bill Belichick was ever a real thing here, other than that, Hey, we, we we're, we're going to hire a new coach. Here's a list of potential candidates. The guy with seven rings. Uh, yeah, let's let's at least have that conversation. Sure. Yeah. No, I don't. No, I don't I, buy that. The Belichick I, was ever really involved here. 
I compare it to those who said they haven't even talked about the name issue. Well, of course they've talked about the name issue. Of course it's come up. Of the 20-something owners, many of them are from here and and, and were a, didn't love the new name. Of course it's come up. Whether or not they could do anything about it in the moment was different. But you know there were people out there saying, it's not even a conversation. They haven't even talked about it. Of course you talk about Bill Belge. Somebody throws out, hey, what about this guy? I don't know if you've heard of him. He's won seven Super Bowls. Um, all right. Uh, the next big move will be the staff that he's putting together uh, and the offensive coordinator hire in particular. First of all, update us on the you know p- possibility that they've already got the defensive coordinator and then give us kind of your guess, you know, of high probability OC hires. Yeah, so I'll be on the defensive side. I know there's been some noise about uh, Joe Witt Jr. who's on the who's on Quinn's defensive staff. Uh, he's been, you know, he's a guy who's been coaching for like 17 years. You know, the the profile fits the type of thing that you would say a new head coach is going to bring over. If we have learned nothing from the last couple of weeks, I'm not assuming anything. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like everybody was assuming it was Ben Johnson, and then it turns out it actually wasn't. I presume that Jerry Jones is going to be looking to replace Dan Quinn, and if Dan Quinn thinks that this guy, Witt, is the guy for him, why wouldn't Jerry Jones necessarily think the same and therefore say, hey, no, 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 I'll pay you whatever to stay. I mean, I, we'll see. I, it, it, it makes sense. I think Dallas has a few guys on their staff that just by profile – make sense as potential coordinator. So, you know, I get it. We'll see. I, you know, nothing's happened yet. I mean, Dan Quinn is not even official official, right? Um, the, so, uh, I, I mean, he's coming, but I just mean they haven't even officially made the announcement yet. So, uh, I, you know, it would make sense. It, look, I mean, I think one thing we need to learn more about is how much is Dan Quinn going to be involved with the play calling on defense or, you know, all that, or is he going to be evolved more into that, um, you know, CEO type coach the way, yes, Ron was, but so was John Harbaugh, right? It's not just like a negative thing uh, because it didn't work here. So it would make sense, therefore, to have a defensive coordinator who knows him, knows his system and all that. So it makes sense that that's the way it is, but, you know, we'll see. There's certainly momentum. I get it. Uh, on the other side, you know, we all play the game of who, who does Dan Quinn know, who has he worked with? to say point to that person. It's a lot harder on the offensive side, right? Dallas doesn't really have anybody obvious. Uh, Mike McCarthy is the one calling the plays there. He's not coming. Their quarterback or their, their, their technical offensive coordinator, Brian Schottenheimer has what would be terribly described as a spotty history of you know, a, a legit OC calling plays and everything. So that doesn't seem to work. If you go back and look at Quinn staff in Atlanta, well, you know all the names on it because they were all the same people who were on the 23, 2013 staff here because they followed Kyle Shanahan around, and they're all coaching somewhere else. So that's not really in play. Um, but this is now maybe where the um, Adam Peters part comes into play. You know, a couple guys out in San Francisco have gotten attention. Clint Kubiak and Brian Greasy are on that staff. You know, if you can't get Kyle Shanahan or Sean McVay, you look for people off those trees. And those guys would would be interesting in that regard. I think Kubiak would give everybody the, well, we didn't get the young, hot 
offensive coordinator for the head coach, but now we have a young offensive coordinator for the actual role. Kubiak's going to be 37, I think, this month. He's, he's you know obviously the son of Gary Kubiak, you know, one of the you know, long-time sort of offensive minds in, in this league. Uh, the, the other more interesting rumor is that of Chip Kelly, the UCLA head coach, who obviously has coached in the NFL with the Eagles and Niners. Uh, while he didn't work in the NFL as a head coach, he is considered to be one of the more innovative play callers out there. And, you know, I, I again, I, I would need to think about it some more, but it's a pretty interesting scenario. He's a, such a polarizing coach, but I think that's largely for the head coaching stuff. He obviously is been very creative, took Oregon to a national title back when the idea of Oregon being a national power was nuts, right? So, um, you know, I think that's interesting, and I've heard that there may be some momentum to that, or at least the buzz on that is not just made up. But, you know, uh, again, we'll see if that is uh, the way they go. What do you think the timetable for that is? And do you, do you think they're like I would I would imagine that Quinn presented his potential staff as part of his pitch to this group. Um, you know, it's maybe the person they wanted was already hired, but I would think this would happen quickly. Do you agree or not? Well, I mean, look, they they were the last team to make a hire, so to to an extent, they're a little behind. Uh, you know, others in terms of timing, and you do have to, you know, you, look, they have a lot of, they still have a lot to do. They got to determine what's happening with everybody who's currently on staff, right? They have not fired any head, co- any coaches, any of Rivera's assistants. They haven't made any changes in the front office. And the front office will probably take longer, to, uh, maybe even post draft. Coaching has got to get going quickly here. But again, on the other hand, if, you know, if I'm Josh Harris, the last thing I'm telling everybody is hurry up. Take your time. Go through the interview process. Figure it out. I mean, obviously Dan Quinn's going to have a, a lot of input. This is his staff, and I imagine, especially as a guy who's been a head coach before, he's been around the league, that he'll have you know more, uh, more autonomy to do this. But I'm sure they're not just saying, "Give us your list and then just move on." Like, let, let's let's have a conversation. Let's think about this. Who are we considering? Let's bring some people in. So, you know, I would think it's moved somewhat quickly, but I, I you know. If he's if he's officially going to be announced on Monday, I, I I don't know we're going to have a full staff by Wednesday. You know I, I still think it's going to take a little bit of time here, yeah, especially but, if some uh, of those you know, people are going to come off a Super Bowl winning or losing team's staff. Um, we right, wait and for the, that. the San Francisco yeah. guys have been interviewed for other jobs. They they're both yeah. up for the New Orleans jobs. Um, so yeah, you know there there's uh right if they want anybody on San Fran or, or Kansas City, they're going to have to wait a little bit to, as well. Correct. Yeah. Um, don't you think that Quinn had to weigh in on what to do at number two? I mean, that's got to be part of the discussion of, in the interview, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, I can't. I, mean, I, I imagine if he had said, you know, I really think we should draft an edge rusher, um, they might be like, hey, you know what? It's been real. Uh, enjoy yourself uh, flying home. Uh, so I imagine, you know, whatever their plan is, I'm not guaranteeing their taking QB at two, but that's obviously the, the, the likely outcome. So, uh, you know, sure, I, I would think that he's going to look at the quarterbacks just like they all would and say, boy, I really think this Jaden Daniels kid has a shot to be the next great thing, or eh, I don't know. I'm, I'm getting some uh, con- concerns about the meteoric rise. And he's a little too thin or whatever. So certainly he's on board. But, again, I think this is where the power dynamic shifts back to the front office because Adam Peters is the one that's going to have that final say. 
versus the head coach the way it was here the last few years. But, yeah, obviously he's going to have a big say. And, you know, that's the thing ultimately, right? Whether it was Dan Quinn or anybody else as the head coach, if they let, if they get number two right, this is going to look good. If they I, don't, then, yeah. you know, we, yeah. we've seen this show before, and, and then, you know, it, you know, they'll probably have to start over in a few years. All right, real quickly, um, and literally we have five seconds, ten seconds. Your guess on OC. Just take a guess, not holding you to it. Um, I'll, I'll go uh, Clint Kubiak. Uh, Denton, your guess on OC. I was also going to say Clint Kubiak. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> All right, we've, we're in agreement here. Clint Kubiak, San Francisco. Uh, we'll have to wait until after the Super Bowl. Thanks, appreciate it. I'll talk to you this weekend. All right, Ben Standing, everybody. Up next, a gentleman who's got a Seahawks blog who wrote a story this week saying, Dan Quinn's better than you think. He joins us next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.